Hey guys, welcome back to the Podcasters Podcast. Myself and Kane have just interviewed Yvonne Trakian. She talks to us about her podcasting journey so far. She's only a couple of months in, but she went from the idea stage, thinking she wants to start a podcast, to actually producing, launching, and monetizing one in the space of just two months. She actually closed a sponsor before even launching her podcast, and she puts a lot of it down to manifestation. She talks about the power of manifestation as well as being an action taker and a decision maker across her life and her business and the difficulties she's been through. This will be a great episode for any of you that are lacking your motivation or looking for that kind of kick up the arse, as well as those of you that kind of find yourself procrastinating or spending too much time on the finer details. This will be a brilliant episode. So hopefully you enjoy it uh, and straight on to the episode. I've gotten a few PR firms like put their say, hey, I have some people. Would they be would you be interested in interviewing them? But like it's like you kind of get an email like that for some, from, a, from a good PR firm and you think, have you listened to my podcast? Mm. Like, I'm not looking to speak to somebody who has a consulting business or like it's a product based show. So like, have you done uh, immediately that just turns me off? I'm like, sure. are you just throwing your clients out there to anybody? Like it has to be aligned. You someone, know? um, so someone that is on our mastermind, etc., will reply to those by saying, Oh, great. Uh, what's your favorite episode? And then see what they reply to that and see what you get out of them. Because then they'll, they'll be like, uh. <laughs> Move on to the next one immediately. Yeah. 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 But I think I have a market for like small businesses because a lot of people interview these massive people like that have, they're, they're going global. They've got huge revenue. But there's a place for the person that just wants to start their business. They don't really know how. They're small. But they want to set up that jewelry business or that, you know, coffee glow business or the 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 clothing brand. But they just don't know where how to even start, mm. you know. Um, so I think there's a market there uh, for, definitely for that. I just it's just a matter of just can you keep on going? Yeah. Why sense. did you start the podcast yeah. originally? What was your inspiration? Why did I start it? Um, I so basically after I had the loss of the baby, um, which I had a baby at 21 weeks, Polly, and she passed away and I was going for a walk. And I remember I was listening to Oprah's Super Soul Sundays and she was like, what is your purpose? And she said, if you don't know what your purpose is, ask yourself this question. What do you love to do? And I, I, I always like when I'm listening to podcasts, like I always press pause when there's like a question, a host asks a guest a question, and I always answer the question myself. I'm always asking myself questions. And I said to myself, I thought I was like, I love having conversations. I love chatting to people. I'm a nosy boss. I love it. I love and I love to learn. Like I'm a really curious person. I love learning. I love to learn about other people. I'm interested in other people's lives and what they're doing and where they're going and why why they want to do something. So that's primarily why I started. That was the idea. But now that I've done it and I've started, I've realized, well, this is a really good way to get your brand out there. So brand was like uh, so a secondary really just, for you then? Initially, yeah. Yeah, because it was just like, I didn't even know how it was going to really tie into the brand. I just wanted to talk to people and get their advice, you know, like, well, what do you do? How do you do this? 
And any everybody that I picked, I wanted to be aligned with them on some sort of way of like, are you into manifestation? Are you into the mindset? Like, how did you get there? Do you visualize? Because that's what I'm interested in. So it was really secondary. But now uh, I've realized how good it can be for getting your personal brand out there, getting your business brand out there, and also just like giving you content to put across a lot of platforms, which is what you guys posted today on LinkedIn. Like mm. it's a good way to get it out in your TikTok, on your LinkedIn, on your Instagram feed, uh, who you're talking to, what you're talking about, and uh, and just have a little bit more content. When did you make that kind of switch from passion projects, I love having conversations to actually, I'm going to treat this as a business. When did you have like a, a switch moment where you're like, Oh shit, I need to take this seriously. So basically part of like my brand, Pause Penny, we've got this manifestation box and it has seven steps. And I was doing a live, a one week, a three week initially in July, Game Changer Morning. And I wrote down, okay, I want to start a podcast. So I was telling everybody, I want to start a podcast. And my first card is, what do you want to do? And why do you want to do it? That's, that's the second card. But I had put it out there. So I was like, I better do this now that I've actually put it out there. And I've told people because it's all about that accountability piece. And then you guys had some progressive had a webinar, and it was free. And I joined and I was like, Oh, my God, this is like, podcasting isn't just for as we say in Ireland for the crack, like <laughs> for the fun. Podcasting can be used to actually monetize your bit. And that's when the kind of light bulb hit uh and like i said i love to learn i'm always interested in learning so when when i saw that you guys had a free webinar and i joined it that's when i was like hold on a second there's other routes to this podcasting there's you know that not other routes but there's you can monetize this uh this is part of your business this shouldn't just be seen as just for fun this can be really strategic for you and your business and your brand that's kind of when it hit. 100%. We were talking literally about half an hour ago about recording an episode on frequently asked questions. And one of those is always, so how can I actually monetize a podcast? People don't realize that there's more than just adverts or sponsors. Like there's so many different routes, like you said, so many different angles to it to monetize it directly and more often than that, indirectly as well. Like you say, you might, I know you yourself, you've had some corporate orders which have come kind of off the back of your content and, and your podcast, right? Yeah. And I like, well, firstly, I got a sponsor. So that was just a huge win for me. And I didn't even realize, you know, like I had, I had, again, with my manifestation, I had written down, I wanted a podcast sponsor, but I thought it would be way out because I wouldn't have any data to show them. Like I wouldn't have, you know, this is how many downloads I got. This is how many, you know, any, I didn't have any of that, but, but what I did have have is that I had uh, the knowledge from progressive that that there was like you can go out to a sponsor and you can tell them but these episodes are never going to die they're always there so what happened to me was i don't when i interview my guests i don't do a lot of research on them uh firstly because i don't have a lot of time <laughs> But secondly, because um, I really want the conversation to be conversational and for me to actually be surprised at what they're saying. And I find 
I find it hard to have a conversation with somebody when I know their whole story on a podcast already. I want to be asking the questions that the listeners want to know. So the one thing that I do do is I look at their socials a little bit, but I'll buy their product. So I bought their product and they're one of the guest products and it came in from a company called Auto Fulfill and it's like a fulfillment center that posts and packages all your product. And I thought to myself, oh, I must contact these guys because I've got like a house full of product and my husband is going to divorce me if I don't <laughs> start getting it out of the house and maybe they could do it. They could post my product for me. So I had a call with one of the guys and he asked me, how many sales are you making? And at the time I told him, he was like, look, it's just not strategically going to benefit you. It's going to cost you more money. Um, you need to be making more more sales. And, I, and then I just thought to myself, well, I have a lot of guests that are making a lot of sales. And so I, I switched it up immediately. And I was like, hey, would you be interested in sponsoring a podcast? And he, he said, okay, let me put you on to my marketing team. And... We had a call the following week and literally within 48 hours of the contract. And now I'm a lawyer, so I was able to like, you know, do up the contract. They asked me for a few extra bits in there and and like, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I consider myself quite a practical lawyer. So I was able to get it done and dusted like 48 hours. And there you go. I had my first podcast sponsor. And these guys are not huge. Like they've got a big business in Ireland, a really big business in Ireland, but um, they don't have this massive following on social media, you know? So it's not like a lot of us think, okay, I'm going to get Fitbit. I'm going to get Peloton. I'm going to get these guys with like a million followers and they're going to give me the money. But like, think of the small guys too. Think of your business strategically. Who would want what kind of business would want your guests? So you leaned into the and guests that, a lot, really, well, as well as the audiences. Look, I'm interviewing guests. That will be ideal for you. Exactly. And like all they need is one one person to listen in and say, oh, I would love to use that fulfillment center or I'm thinking of switching fulfillment centers. And with just one client, that could be worth, I mean, way more than even the cost of what the, the what their sponsorship right is. and when you break it down like you were saying about the, they haven't got a big following well that's exactly why they might want to sponsor you if you go after someone with a massive following they're already getting out to loads of people but a company like that probably needs to get out to more people because they haven't got the following so they're going to be way more open to the idea of you saying look let me put you in front of my audience because they haven't got a massive audience whereas if someone's got millions of people following them in their space already then they're probably going to be less intrigued as to get in front of your audience because they might already have some of it. But like you said, they haven't got a following, but they have a really good product. They need to get in front of people. So what better way, right? Well, that's why we use things like AI to find customer or companies we might not have thought of. You know, it's so easy to think of like the really big ones that have got hundreds of millions in the bank, but people that want that reach, trying to get that market share, leverage creators like you. Yvonne, Kash, question. How many episodes yeah. did you have released when you secured a sponsor? None. None. Zero. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's so funny because I look back and people say to me all the time, they're like, at the time, I didn't think it was such a big deal. You know, I just, I had written down, I want a podcast sponsor, thought it would be in the future. It just seemed to happen. And then it's now that I realize what a big deal it is. Because I know some people who have bigger podcasts and have like, you know, it's quite a name. And they say to me, one of the biggest challenges is 
getting a sponsor for the podcast that's aligned with the brand and and doing all of that. But I also think that people forget that sometimes the host needs to believe in themselves. They need to pitch themselves. And what I did with that sponsor, Autofulfill, was I was pitching me as a person. I backed myself. I believed in myself. And I also told them things like, hey, we're going to like, we're not doing any of these like boring podcast ads that you hear. I listen to podcasts all the time. The ads are boring. So like, let's try and work on some creative together that's aligned with what I'm talking about, which is like manifesting your business and what you do. So we came up with a, you know, just like a cool ad saying like, you know, if you're manifesting going global with your business, I hope you're not visualizing yourself packing your orders and you're thinking about auto fulfill a fulfillment center, you know, it just kind of went like that, like you can use your personality as well. It doesn't have to be the, so boring and the same. It's, I've rarely come across a good podcast ad, mm. rarely. Mm. And I mean by the biggest podcast. Oh, sure. Like I listen to everyone and I haven't come across one that I'm like, damn, that's a good ad. Nothing. Like we've got to get a little more creative here. And mine was, I thought, quite creative, but it's my first season. I think I I'm, I was probably, you know, speaking to it a little like I, I think even the next season, it'll be a bit more of me again, you know, because it, on your first one, you're a bit more stiff, I think, mm-hmm. than you would be as you as time as time goes on. But I think there's a place in the market for more interesting ads that don't sound like ads. it's a massive thing, because as well as if, if you're a host and you can convert better you're more likely to get them to renew or get sponsors to pay more in the future. So it's, it's people should take note of that because it's not a case of just reading a pitch. And when sponsors send over, like, read it exactly like this, they're doing themselves damage. Give creative freedom. Because I know there is one podcast I listen to, um, and my favourite football team, and they start every episode by talking about their sponsor, but they do it in quite a comical way. So the co-host asks the other co-host, like, oh, what's the best things they do? And then he'll be reading off the website and then read a new part of the website every episode. So he kind of makes a bit of comedy out of it. And it's it's really, really good, I can imagine, for that sponsorship deal. And they've had that same deal since I've been listening to them. So I imagine that's very rewarding for them because they kind of make it unique, a bit It's comical. authentic, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's not just like, so here's a word from our sponsor. I mean, likely there's an ad at the start of this episode, right? A, um, a dynamic one, which we try to make a bit fun and a bit bit different so that it kind of stuck in people's head and hopefully converts better than if we used to just read it like we're on the BBC. Yeah, because you know if you're a podcast listener like I am, I listen to podcasts all the time. It's ad, skip, 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 skip. Mm. You know? And like you've got to make it so that people are listening to it and laughing at it or like, are like oh yeah, you know? Uh, so it, there's definitely a place, a place there. And I think if anybody's looking for a sponsor, they need to say, Hey, let's work together on the copy and let's make it, you know, or even I said to them, let me do the first draft. Let me do the first draft. And I did send it to them and they had a few tweaks, but it was mainly my first draft with their, Mm. you know, their, um, their tweaks. It actually was an American lady who was working with me on it. And and she had put in a lot of like American terms, Mm. like, you know, if your product is in your garage, and I was like, <laughs> maybe we should say house because, like, we're in Europe. Even though I grew up in the states, 
you know, there was just a, a couple of things that you have to remember. I'm starting out in Ireland. My listenership is probably going to be Irish initially. Mm-hmm. You know, so we have to kind of think about that as it well. It is fantastic to hear an Irish slash American accent, by the way. It's very it's just unique. odd words yeah. coming in. <laughs> One minute you're Irish, the next you're American. It's like, what? Yeah. yeah. Where is this one from? This, like, when I, so I grew up in a small town in Ireland. Well, I didn't grow up there. When I was two and a half, we moved to LA and there was a big earthquake in LA in 1994. And uh, my dad was a carpenter and my mom was a stay-at-home mom. So in 96, she was like, we're out of here. So I came back then as a teenager and did my all my college and all that kind of stuff in in Ireland. So I'm Irish, but I just happened to, to live in LA. So that's where it comes from. <laughs> So when you started the podcast, obviously you've been quite busy in your personal life. Just share some of the things you've been juggling because I think that is probably the most inspiring part of your show. It's just you've got so much on your plate and you're still making it work. Yeah, I'm trying to make it work. So effectively, I have four kids under five. So I have a five-year-old, a two-and-a-half-year-old, and I had twins Jesus. that were born last year on Christmas Eve. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. I don't know if you two have kids, but all I would say is, oh, my God, if you are young, if you are young and you have no kids right now, hustle. Just hustle because now is your time. Now is your time to, like, get out there and go for it. And I know people say, you know, you should you should get your experience on somebody else's dollar. But like if there is something that you're passionate about and you want to do, go for it. Because the reality is for me, I know I have a podcast. So I have a podcast. I have the brand Pause Penny. I'm a corporate lawyer. I'm going back to work from maternity leave in January, but I'm still quite, you know, involved with the company. I've got a team legal call tomorrow. I'm meeting our general counsel on Wednesday. I go back to work as a corporate lawyer. I'm on I'll be on four days a week. And it is busy, but the reality is I do what I can. Nothing is done 100%, and that's why I have to delegate. So, like, right now with Progressive, you guys are going to be taking my podcast, you're going to be editing them, you're going to be hosting them, you're going to give it, be giving me the socials. I cannot do it all. Nobody can do it all. That's just the reality. Like, If I'm doing a podcast, I'm not with my kids. If I'm with my kids, I'm not working on my business. And we all have to make those sacrifices because people think, oh my God, she's doing it all. She's corporate lawyer. She's got four kids. She's got pause penny. She's doing a podcast. But nothing is done to 100%. And I think you have to accept that it's not going to be perfect. You've got to get started and delegate where you can. Now, I'm privileged. I've got a job, so I've got income that can help me do this. But that was another thing that I think that got the sponsor. I told the sponsor, I'm going to have it edited. I'm going to have it hosted, edited. There's going to be great socials behind it. I'm not doing this. I'm paying somebody else to do it. And they think, oh, so I'm making my money back by being a little bit strategic. But the reality is we can all blame. We don't have enough time. We don't have this. We don't have that. But you just need to you just need to get started. You can make time. Um, if you're really interested and you want to do something, make time and learn where you can de- to delegate and recognize it might not be 100%. You might just get 70, 80, but do as it to the best 
that you can do it. And if you've got no kids and you're listening to this, hustle. <laughs> I understood. That's right, what I, I quit. Say. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have an ash to look after, so I don't have kids, but my plate is full. I've got an ash after? to look after. <laughs> yeah. It's a full-time job. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, I like I really believe I so I was in a law firm in my twenties and I worked really hard. I was on corporate transactional work, uh, working with the top public companies. I loved public company work, but I was getting what, four or five hours of sleep at night, working really, really hard. But the reality is if I didn't work that hard, I wouldn't have gotten the job that I got as, which is company secretary of a public company, which is a high position at the age of 30. So sometimes we have to realize that it takes hard work. And I know I talk about manifestation a lot, like believing in yourself, your thoughts, your feelings, beliefs, but there's card six in our manifestation boxes, taking action. You're not just going to sit on your ass and get a global podcast or, you know, get to the top. We all have to work hard. We all have to hustle. That's just the, just the reality. And it's whether or not you want to put in the work. And when you put in the work, do get the rewards, but there does come stage of your life where you might be juggling lots hmm. of different things and that's just where i am right now but i ha you know i do have help we have a child minder and and uh if i if i didn't have that then i wouldn't be able to do everything so no it is it is inspiring though, everyone, um, because we have so many conversations with people who are much less busy than you much less on their plate and they're putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. And I'll speak to them every six months and they'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this popped up. So I had to do this. Then this popped up. Um, oh, and I haven't quite got my plan right yet. The, the, the font's not right on my title or something tiny. And I remember you actually said to me, someone, someone messaged you on LinkedIn saying, here's my plan. It still needs tweaking. And all this, like they go in way too much depth before just actually doing it. And it seems to just hold so many people back. They'll pay for education. We'll have people pay thousands to sit our courses and then still just kind of, yeah, I'm nearly, I'm nearly ready to do it for months and months and months, if not years. Um, and we, you, were, you were saying it yesterday, weren't you, Kane? But do it when you're busy, because if you do it when you're quiet, then when you're busy, you're going to give up. So there's no better time to start than when you're busy. So that kind of, oh, I'm too busy to do it, excuses. Well, if you're not going to do it now, you're never going to do it. it. Totally. And someone asked me, did, like you said, somebody on LinkedIn sent me their proposal for the podcast and they said to me, they're like, can I see yours? Can I see your template? And I was like, I did the seven steps of my manifestation card. These cards are small, like it's bullet points. What did I want? Why did I want it? What did I see here, feel what action I was going to take and what? And the, your last card is gratitude because I believe everything uh, is based around gratitude. But people just need to start and you need to be a decision maker. Make the decisions and go for it and learn along the way. Like I knew nothing about podcasting, nothing. But what did I do? I went on a free web webinar with you guys. I got signed up with you guys. I listened to podcasts myself. You have to become someone that makes de decisions and executes them. And again, recognize, look, it's not gonna be perfect. I listen back to some of my episodes and I can, I. I think, okay, I could do this better next time. Like I say, amazing a lot. I say people don't realize a lot, but I'm going to learn from it every single time. And people just wait and wait and wait. And I'm wondering, what are you waiting for? The time is now. Just go for it and do it. What do you think is different between your mindset and most other people's then? 
I'm not afraid to fail. I think a lot of people are afraid to fail and they're like, well, what if it doesn't work out? And I just believe that like, if it doesn't work out, I've learned something along the way. I'm a really curious person, like I said, and I think I'm not afraid if it doesn't work out. And it's something that like, I'm a huge fan of Sarah Blakely. She's the founder of Spanx and um, she's a huge manifester. She used to say that she used to be in this like room with all these men talking about how she would talk to the universe and she'd do all these affirmations and manifestation, which is exactly like me. And uh, she said that when she was a kid, her dad would always ask her, what did you fail at today? And she would be like, well, I didn't get on the volleyball team or whatever. And he'd be like, yes, like we're so afraid of failing. What's the big deal? Like, you know, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Now, I still have a bit in me of like, you know, even today I put a post out on LinkedIn about it being hard to put yourself out there as a lawyer. I'm talking about manifestation. Do I sound crazy? Are people is are people thinking I'm crazy and laughing at me? You know, but that's more the judgment side. Like there is zero. I am not afraid of failing, but I'm more I, I do think sometimes about like, oh, what do people think? What are people thinking? But I'm shifting that mindset totally and just being like, just go for it. Because this is not, this is not our practice life. This is it. We get one shot. So what are you going to do with your life? And nobody really gives a shit what you're doing. Can't fail nobody if you don't cares. do it, can you? No, you two aren't wondering at night. I wonder, is Yvonne like living her dream life? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like that's just the reality. So stop caring about what other people think. Go for it. And you would be surprised because initially I was like, oh, you know, the lawyers, what are my peers going to think? Because you know, we're seen as a quite stuffy profession, you know, like a bit, you know, uh, formal and conservative. And it has been all the lawyers, I mean, top lawyers, general counsels in big companies, equity partners in law firms that have reached out and DM'd me and said, and said, like, I don't always like your posts, but I'm rooting for you. I love what you're saying. I love what you're doing. I'm buying boxes for my family or my team. And I'm like, what was I so afraid of? They're the ones that are actually supporting me. And I and I have had this belief that they'd be the ones kind of criticizing me. So just go for it because you don't know who you're going to inspire and stop thinking about what other people think about you because it doesn't really matter. Do you think that attitude is kind of why you started so quickly? Because talk about it timeline wise. When was it you thought when you saw our webinar and decided actually, right, I'm going to do this properly? How how long was there from that point to you going live with the podcast? So July 7th, I wrote down my what card and then I did it for seven days. So what do you want? What did the seven steps? So it had been finished on what, 13, 14. And when did my podcast come out? Was it September, October? I think you got well, sponsorship what I did in August, was, right? I got sponsorship in August. Yeah. And, and it was really just tying up loose ends for it to launch. You know, what had happened was I asked a couple of guests to come on and I said, can you come on in September? And one of them was, oh, can you come on? Would you like to come on to the podcast? I'd love to have you explain who I was, what I wanted to do. And one of the guests said, yeah, I can come in next week. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> now I'm going to do She's it. Shit, she's coming in next week. But she was somebody that I really wanted. Her name was Alicia Garrigan. She's got a brand called Girl Gotta Change. Started at 19. 
20, she's 24 now, seven figure e-commerce business. And I was not turning her down and saying, oh, sorry, can you, can we move it to September to suit me better? Because, you know, I've got to figure this shit out. It was like, okay, you're coming in. I'm doing this. That's it. And that's just the way it happened. Don't, don't second guess it. Like you're going for it. You know, that's awesome. That's how it happened. So what, about two months from idea first, the start of an idea to launch was about two months. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And that was just taking little steps every day. Who was I going to reach out to? Who was I going to ask to come on the podcast? Uh, got a, I, the girl that did my branding, small, small practice in Ireland. She did my pause penny branding. I said to her, Hey, uh, this is the name I like. Can you put some branding together? I love color. Like, can you put a bit of color into it? Stuck with the name. Not sure if that's what it, the name should be, but let's. I'm going with it now. All up in your biz, um, and you know, got just went with it. And I just said, figured, look, look, we can change things as we go along. If we change the name as we go along, we change the name. If, and I and and I asked. I I wanted to have a bank of like, you know, six seven people, so I had to reach out to like twenty, and uh, you know, got a few yeses, got a few ghosts <laughs> got nothing and then got a few maybe not this season but because it's busy i'd definitely be interested in next season and just went with it have you ever suffered with being a perfectionist no yeah no i think that's a no. key to success in this you know i've realized this over the weekend like that some people are just born doers right so we've just ran um one of our three-day trainings which obviously you sat previously there's a few people that you know by lunch times like yeah, I've got two of the biggest names in our industry that have committed and we've sent emails to like the other 10. Like booked a call with a potential sponsor on Wednesday. It's like, Jesus, I mean, you've only just sat down and some people are just born that and then some people are perfectionists. Like, I need these six episodes. I've got 20 ideas, but what order do they go? It doesn't really matter. And yeah, I find that interesting that maybe there's a, a correlation between some people that are like, fuck it, let's just throw some stuff at the wall and just move and figure it out later and those that are like perfectionists because I can't see anybody as a perfectionist I, I agree doing this. I would say there is a balance to an element you don't want to go too far the other way and then just put something like that's utter crap without putting any like you said you put the research and you learnt it first some people might have gone oh let's just upload it let me record it to my phone so there's a yeah. there is a balance of not going too far the other way and just be like oh let me literally throw shit at the wall but like taking action is the big thing right learn but take action at the same time don't be someone who just learns and learns and learns and learns and never does anything. So, oh, that was amazing, but okay, I'm not going to do anything. I'm sure there's a lot of people that sat on the same course as you, Yvonne, who are still thinking about their name, right? And here you are with yeah, sponsorship, I nine episodes in the bank, on all the socials, getting compliments, selling um, pause penny boxes, right? So you're that far ahead because you've just done it. And, and that's the difference. Like you said, you might not have the perfect title. Your, your hosting technique might not have been perfect, but you've still, you've done your due diligence and learning and now you've just gone, fuck it, let's do it. Totally. I'm like, I think that's actually, and I'm a decision maker. I make decisions. Like even when we reno renovated our house, the the builders were saying to me about the kitchen. They were, I was like, yeah, bing, bang, this is what I want. This, you know, I know what I want. I know what I want. And he was like, you know, I still have people two years later and they don't have their kitchen in their house because they don't know what handles to choose. Just choose the fucking handles. <laughs> like go for it. You know, like, and, and it was the same. It's I've always been like that. It was the same for my wedding. Tried on one dress. I was like, that's it. You've got to know what you want. 
Like you've got to know what you want and what is it that you want? And that's why our first card in our manifestation box is what? What do you want? Like, what do you want from this life? You know, what do you want to be known for? What do you want to do with your life? Like, it's not what your family think you should be doing or your friends think you should be doing. But anybody that's like, I always say this, like, you know, if you're asking your family, like, do you think I should travel the world? Do you think I should go back to college and study psychology? Like, what relevance have they got to your life? Figure yourself out. Figure it out. Figure out what you want to do and do it. It's like there's that book, um, The Five Regrets of the Dying. The number one regret is not living your authentic life, but living your life for for other people. Mm. Like, so ask yourself the question, what do you want to do this is the most and then just do it this is the most motivational episode we've ever done i think yeah i know i've question does this mean when your husband says what do you want for dinner you actually have an answer oh i don't do any of the cooking (laughs) (laughs) so i was gonna say if not i get my missus to listen to i manifested i manifested a soulmate of soulmates guys because my (laughs) husband i mean he's a tax partner in a law firm he's got a big job but he does all the cooking. He's so good around the house. But I know what I want, always. Always. Like, it's, you know, I'm not indecisive. And not all my decisions are good ones. I've made bad decisions, but I don't dwell on them and, be, and like, oh, that was a bad decision. Oh, my God. Blah, blah, blah. I just say, okay, bad decision. What did I learn from it? Next. Mm. You know, and, and I just put myself out there, like, you know, I've I've asked people to come on the podcast and they've said, you know, or ghost of me said no. I've asked, you know, can I speak at a particular event? And it might be a no. But then I get a yes. And I got a yes from one of the biggest uh, fitness events in all of Europe. And I spoke at it in May of this year. So you're not always going to get uh, yeses, but you might get that one yes. You have to just keep going and not like, Stop doubting yourself and just go for it. Because like I said, this is not a dress rehearsal. This is your life. So go for it. For sure, it's a numbers game. So in our uh, mastermind, we have a go for the no. So normally I'll set a goal each month. And one thing recently was to be turned down by 10 guests, no, five guests a week. And the same thing by sponsors. And, you know, people have been there a bit longer. They've been creating a bit longer. Obviously, they're trying to get better and better guests because they want the no's. And they come in, they're like, fuck, got too many yeses. And it's like, <laughs> you've got to, because th- I think the thought of it's always worse, right? We always think people are going to think terrible things of us or people are going to reject us. And especially with podcasting, there's so much benefit in it for the person. Like who, most people's favorite topic is themselves. It's like, if I say I've got a platform for you to talk about yourself for an hour, most people aren't going to say no to that. But if you're not a podcaster, <laughs> I think we make it about us and we're like, oh no, they'll reject me. And in real life, they're like, yeah, fuck it. Like, sure. Yeah. You're going to promote me for free. No worries. Like, do you get many no's now? Oh, all the time, but get your nose quickly, get your nose quickly. So like you said, put yourself out there and get your nose quickly because you know what? Once you get your first no, you're like so used to it. Mm. You're like, ah, okay. Another no next, you know, Thank you. Next. And I always, I just have this mindset that like, um, rejection is redirection. And, uh, I just say in my mind, thank you. Next. Something's better. Something better is coming along. And I, and that's just the way I look at it. And, 
And I think you just have to have that mindset, but get your nose quickly because the first no is painful, but the second, third and fourth no, like they just like, are like, you know, water off your back. Like you're just like, okay, another no, see you next. Got to be done. Talk to us about your business then. So what are the seven steps? Because I think I'll be honest, the whole mindset thing isn't our bag. We're not great at this. I'm a little bit robotic. So having you on that can actually give some valuable advice to the audience is very much welcome. Okay. So, so basically the brand was started after the loss of a baby during COVID and she passed away at 21 weeks. So the pause was Polly and Penny is the girl that came after. So uh, Penelope. So for anybody that's struggling with the baby or anything, there is some hope out there because I had four losses and now I have four under five, like I said. But anyway, so I have always been a huge manifester. This just belief, belief that your thoughts, feelings, and beliefs can create your reality. And when, like I said, I grew up in California. And when I moved back to Ireland around the age of 18, my um, uncle came over from California and he brought me over the secret book from Rhonda Byrne. And I read the book and I was like, this is me. This is like the way I am naturally. Like I'm, I'm like this anyway. So I, I just realized that the more you have a positive vibration, the more positive you are, the way you think, what you do on a daily basis, it just creates this reality for you. So after the loss of the baby, I had to, I went back to firstly my gratitude practice and there's a lot of science behind gratitude, strengthening your neural pathways and becoming more positive in your life. So, but I couldn't write down 10 things a day. I just wrote down one thing and I really found that it helped me along my journey of just like getting back to who I was because obviously I was grieving. And then what had happened was I created this gratitude box, but I, I was also manifesting. So like it was it was um, I had had written down uh, I wanted to be head of legal and operations for a tech startup in um, November of 2019. And I wrote it down on a piece of paper. I wrote down my title, my salary, everything I wanted. And I was with a yoga friend of mine and she's a bit hippie. And she was like, let's bury it under your tree in the garden. I was like, OK, whatever. Let's <laughs> bury the piece of paper. But what had happened was after I created the gratitude box, I was like, I wonder what else was on that piece of paper, because in the January of the 2020, I got offered a role as head of legal and operations for a tech startup. So two months later, but I seized opportunity, which is what I call manifestation. It's called seizing opportunity. Effectively, what happened was I was on LinkedIn. I was looking for another role because I had been made redundant in my job. And I saw a post that said executive assistant to a form a, a CEO who sold his business for over 50 million and he's starting again. And I was like, well, I'm not an executive assistant. I'm a lawyer, but they had put up the salary band, the recruiter. And I was like, that's that's a salary I would take. Like, <laughs> geez, I'm going to. So I so like I say manifestation, seizing opportunity, reach out to the recruiter. I said, put me in front of the CEO. So they did. And I got the job. And he said, what do you want your title to be? It said head of legal, legal and operations. So that was it. That's how that happened. But I had wished what else was written on that piece of paper because I had forgotten. So I created this. I was like, I, from now on, I'm going to save these pieces of paper. No burying them and burying them in the backyard. <laughs> um, 
but I knew that, and I, at the time as well, um, just after that, when I was grieving, I, I always listened to Hooverman, you know, cause it was, I work for a science-based company. I've always loved science. And we were, I was listening to, um, one on visualization and the power of the mind and visualizing and all these athletes do it and why vision boards don't work. And because they lower your blood pressure and you need a, an element of raised blood pressure to get your ass out there and go do something. You just put something up on a board and you think it's going to appear. So I started thinking about like, what are the steps that I take to manifest? So I came up with these st seven steps. What do you want? So you've got to be clear on what you want. Like become a decision maker. Uh, the next step is why do you want it? But like, why? Like, why do you want the car? Why do you want the new house? Why do you want the job? And really ask yourself, but why do I want it? And if the ego is creeping in there like, oh, I want to impress other people. You may get it, but you may have to work a bit harder for it. And I find that the stronger your why, the more likely you're going to stick to the goal when the go when the going gets tough. You know, so like even for me, pause penny rejection every single day of the week, I'd have to sell a billion boxes to make my corporate salary. I'm like, I could go back to work and make this money. And here I am packing boxes, going to the post office like at nighttime. But my why is strong. Like I did it because, you know, we only have one chance on this earth. Some people get, you know, 80 years and some people don't even get a day. So what do you want to do? And I want to inspire people to live their best lives. And then the next step is what do you see? So the visual aspect, what do you see yourself? doing um when you're manifesting like like or if you're manifesting say the dream job what do you see how do you see it or the house what do you see in the house all the visual visual aspect and then what do you hear is the next step so what it, what do you hear like let's say if i'm manifesting starting a podcast and you know getting x amount of downloads like what do you hear you hear people saying i love that episode that was amazing but also what do you hear in terms of what are you saying to yourself? So are you saying stuff like, I'm so tired. Mm. I don't have time for this. Uh, I don't have enough money. Like, what are you saying to yourself that's not actually helpful to what you're doing? And then what do you feel? So if you like, I always tell people, imagine, think about what you want to manifest in your life, whether it's a baby, a soulmate, the dream job, the car, whatever it is. Imagine you've been given it. Like, imagine you guys are manifesting your podcast, you know, hitting whatever number that you want. Like, how would you feel? I about that the other like, day. you would, like, so how would you just feel? Yeah. Like, you're not going to feel sad anyway. Yeah. You're going to be like, whoop, this is amazing. Like, I feel happy. Bring in those feelings. And then the last aspect is, what are you grateful for? Because everything starts and ends with gratitude. We all have something to be grateful for. And the reality is we're all going to be challenged in this life. Nobody's going to get a free ride here. No one. Like, uh, you know, I have the, the loss of a baby. I've been made redundant in my job. Like, there's loads of things. Nobody's going to get a free ride. People get diagnosed with illnesses. People die. Like, so much stuff. But there's always something you can be grateful for. And, and that's how the box started and it's just a matter of getting, getting it out there now. And it's great because people have, I've had big CEOs use the box and contact me and say, Yvonne, 
I have read Manifest by Roxy Nafusi. I have been to the webinars. I've read Atomic Habits. I've read uh, The Secret, all the books. I've been to all the talks. But you have simplified it. I've made it so easy. And that was the first thing that I learned as a lawyer in a law firm. My boss said to me, I gave him a memo, uh, a legal memo for a client. And he said, Yvonne, <laughs> nobody wants a memo on the law. You've got to simplify it. You've got to make it easy for people. Uh, and that's what I did. And those are the seven steps. But I say manifesta manifestation is a lifestyle. It's a way of being. It's like people say, I don't manifest. I'm like, you're manifesting right now because you're living and you're breathing. It's either you're manifesting going for it, going for your goals, or you're manifesting sitting back and just cruising through your life. So what is it? So irrespective of where you are in your life, you are manifesting, whether you know it or not. So you might as well raise the vibe, figure out what makes you happy and what are those things that like bring you joy and raise your vibe. That's awesome, Yvonne. That's awesome. So you manifest your cane. I like it. <laughs> My mum will be proud. Yeah, we're going to have to have to get a bit better at this whole manifestation, right? Wow. <laughs> Do it properly. I'll send you a box. Nice. Do I'll it. send you a box. We'll review it. But you have to put it out there. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll like, do a what box What are you review. manifesting? Yeah. Cool. You have cool. to put it out there. You've got to write it down. You're over seven. Like people use vision boards. It's out with the vision board, in with the vision box. Because nice. you're that over is. I hope 70... that's your slogan, by the way. Out with the vision it board, is. in with the vision box. It's, it's, it's think it, write it, box it, manifest it. Because you're over 70% more likely to achieve your goals if you write it down take action and share it with a friend or family member because that's the accountability. So that's why even having a co-host on a podcast is really good because you've got accountability. You're like saying, we're going to do this. We're going to make this happen. This is our goal. And this is the steps that we need to take to get there. Yeah, That's why it works. It makes so much sense nice. you from, a, from a science perspective. Talking of sending boxes, just going back to the podcast quickly, your sponsor, how long have they sponsored you for? Just season one? Yeah, so for the first nine episodes, so they asked me, they sponsored the first nine episodes, which were all people who had, generally people who had products, like so I had some really cool, mm -hmm. cool people on. Um, and then they said to me, we want the right of first refusal for the next set. But I told them the next set were solo episodes. And I was really transparent that it's me talking about manifestation, which is the first one coming out on Thursday or the 7th of December. Um, so they said, OK, we'll wait till you get guests on again, um, which I think makes sense, Fair you enough. know, from, from their perspective. And do you think uh, they're yeah. likely to, to renew with you? Do you think they're likely to do it again? It's hard. It's 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 hard to know. I mean, we've created a really good relationship so far. They've bought a big number of boxes of pause penny boxes for their clients uh, to wow. put in their Christmas hampers, which was just really huge for me. They've also given me the opportunity opportunity to um, be part of their fulfillment center with my product. Um, so it's been huge for me. They haven't just been a sponsor. Mm. They've been a sponsor. They've, um, they're getting my boxes. 
And they have clients that are huge in the Irish industry and like beauty people that I would love to get a box to. And now they're going to get a gratitude box for Christmas for Christmas because of this. And we're in talks now about me going into their fulfillment center. So when I head back to work in January, I'm not packing up and posting out the boxes myself. So it's another, it's just been a huge win for me. And all I did was ask. Some sponsorship deal. Like you said, big win for you. What about for them? Have they, have they shared much in the results they've had from the, uh, they've had a good few people contact them. I know that for sure. And I've also introduced them to a few people that have been on my podcast. So they're definitely in talks. Um, brilliant. With a couple of people. I don't know where that has landed yet, but... You'll have to see if you can get a testimonial from them, because then, whether it's them or someone else, you can use that if you negotiate sponsors in the future to be like, oh, so here's the sponsor that we had before we even launched an episode. This is the results they got. And then you can say, oh, our download's gone up massively since then. So it's be really good to position yourself when you speak to other sponsors in the future too. Yeah, lots more sponsors in the future. (laughs) What we like. Well, thank you so much. I'm manifesting, I'm manifesting like, who am I manifesting to be a sponsor? I, I really want Fitbit to be a sponsor. Cool. And the only reason is I wear the Fitbit all into health and fitness. It's all about mindset. So I've said it. I've got to write it down and we'll see. Manifest I've an extra zero. First. Yeah, manifest some more zero. <laughs> one, one last question, Yvonne. What other amazing content creators do you know that you think would be a great guest for this podcast? Uh, on Friday night, I, in the middle of bedtime and dinner time, I, uh, was listening to Jasmine Alec and Luke Matthews. Um, they, uh, they did a hundred free questions about how to get yourself out there on LinkedIn. And that is, that's actually one tip that I would say to people for, for me is that I was like on Instagram trying to build my presence, my brand get myself on LinkedIn. And the first time I post, I get, I get people to buy with less, less numbers on LinkedIn. So you really have to figure out what platform works the best for your business. And it's definitely for me, 100%. I feel like it's going to be LinkedIn, but I like Jasmine Alec. I like Luke Matthews. I love Lara Acosta and she's huge manifester. I love Amelia Sordell. All of these people are personal, um, brand kind of people but i think they're great in terms of um putting yourself out there and not being afraid to be yourself and i think that a lot of the time people buy from people like i said the sponsorship i think they were buying into me um and what i stand for so it's really important i think right now to have a personal brand. So I think getting people on that can convince people of how important it is to have your own personal brand. Those are a few people that I'm currently following, but I'm just starting my journey on LinkedIn. And these are the guys that I'm, and and gal, Lara Acosta, like she's got a really cool story, like from Mexico, moved to the UK, like didn't get any jobs, like wanted to be a trainer, couldn't do it. And then now she's on like a hundred thousand followers on LinkedIn and why she believes that that's the platform um, to be on. So awesome. I, I think she would be a cool one. Add it to the list. Absolutely. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Yvonne. Appreciate your time. Thank you guys. Cheers, Yvonne. Bye. That was a good clap. Done?
All good. Amazing, uh, Yvonne. Thank you so much. Will it be a good one? I hope so. Yeah, absolutely. It's so funny because like after after you have you do a podcast because I did a few podcasts this week and you're always thinking, oh, I hope that was okay. Yeah. We forgot to say in there like, oh, where can people find you? But you mentioned your podcast <laughs> and Pause Penny, so we'll put the links in the top of the description. Oh yeah. Yeah, and definitely if you put it out on LinkedIn, I'll start because I think I'm gonna really start pushing, pushing, pushing LinkedIn. We'll send you all the uh, clips we have. So there's a lot of there'll be a lot of clips up with your content specifically you speaking, not even just about content, but like motivational stuff. Um, so we'll send you those clips as well, so you can post them. Yeah. Too. H- had you heard of any of those LinkedIn creators? Nope. But I need to look at them. So ja- Jasmine Alec has, I think, a hundred and forty-seven thousand followers on LinkedIn. He talks about how to create content on LinkedIn, how to write it, how to post it, mm-hmm. all the tips, like. He did two hours of last day. He was like, you've got to be in people's comments. You've got to, you've got to be, when you post, you've got to be there for the first hour. It's, it's so, so, so strategic. It's almost annoying because you're like, I just want to post, yeah. <laughs> but you have to look at these. I just want to I post. I try and avoid and it, like, but I end up like, oh, if I want to do it properly, I need to listen to that day. <laughs> but I know what you mean. It is annoying. It's like, why is it so exact? But you have to be because it is at social media is strategic. So you have to be. And I think the more authentic that people can be like even my post today, like about saying like I still cringe when I post. It's hard for me as a lawyer and stuff like that. I have gotten so many private messages saying like, I don't like your post all the time. Like I'm only on LinkedIn. And one girl actually even said to me. Sometimes I write a comment and I just delete it because I'm like, shit, people are going to see that. I don't want, you know, mm. people are afraid to, of being judged sure. and putting themselves out there. So like, but if you're, if you're willing to just put yourself out there, like LinkedIn is such a good platform because it's not like Instagram where people have to go and see who's commenting all. If you comment on me, all your followers see that you've commented. What about engagement, right? LinkedIn. Yeah. No, those people you suggested, to... do any of them have uh, much in the podcast and space at the moment or is it all just LinkedIn? So Lara Acosta was on a podcast recently called Rebels. Okay. Um, I don't know if she's her own podcast, but that I heard her on mm. that. Um, Jasmine, Alec, I don't know. I know like, um, and Luke Matthews, like Luke is, is a, I think he's a pretty sassy sort of character like he's been banned from linkedin seven times nice. it's quite interesting <laughs> it sounds like a good yeah thing. yeah yeah but even just follow them to see mm. their type of like you know like for example like you know i don't know if they have a podcast but it would definitely be something like look and see if they do have one because if you think about it they're the types of people that should have a podcast oh 100 percent right you know to convert people like that because linkedin is great but then there's that extra level of building rapport with someone that you get on a podcast of course um yeah i think amelia amelia definitely has a podcast she's like interviewed like sophie miller who's really big as well but mm. i don't think she's been consistent and it might be the case that she just doesn't have that time but she's good she's she's been on a few she's been on a few podcasts awesome awesome. do you know any of them personally or they've just people you follow no no, fair enough. No, no, um, I don't know any. I but, but, I'm gonna start commenting on all their posts every single day. I hit the bell. I know when they're posting, mm-hmm. and when I did the course on Friday, the two-hour course during bedtime, listening to them, 
they were picking names that they were like, oh, I recognize your name from my comments. I recognize your name from my comments. I recognize your name. That's and they smart, were like, that, we know. That definitely encourage people to comment. Yeah. And, they, and then they said, like, we know who's commenting on our posts. We see it. We're like being really nitty about this. Like, we're really, this is their job, mm. you know? And then I, lo- I picked, clicked on his Calendly just to see, because they give you an, an hour, $500 for just one hour of telling you how to 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 do your linkedin really and this guy is not on premium he doesn't have a linkedin star <laughs> nothing but he's gotten 147,000 followers fair play fair play he's worth checking out yeah absolutely everyone if you could be an yeah. absolute legend and send me the links to their profiles that would be super yeah. cool <laughs> sorry to ask you to do stuff i'll send i'll send them to you on linkedin because i'm not the greatest at like it's tech fun. so if i can't get it on whatsapp i'll just forward yeah. you on there that's amazing they're yeah okay great we'll send you all the clips and everything so you can repost them um onto your channels if that's okay with you um yeah that would be great thank you yeah well the episode will be going out fairly soon do we know roughly wednesday couple weeks week and a half we'd be looking to probably do it on a tuesday so and do you do you condense them how long are the how long are they you see i watch your clips so i don't really go into the podcast i watch the clips Mm. uh how long are your this one was a longer one, but it, will it be short? No, yeah. it'll be probably full length. Uh, we The interviews, are, as long as they are, the solo stuff, well, the yeah. discussion stuff we do is usually about 15 minutes, but we uploaded one with Rob, which was an hour long. Um, so yeah, it'll be about the length that it was recorded. Yeah, I must listen to that one because I'm trying to, I, I liked his point about Stephen Bartlett not charging and then being like... That went pretty viral, call, actually. We call, posted it on Saturday. It was like 200k views at the moment. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I just wish people would be a little bit more honest. Mm. Yeah, because it just all it does is makes it worse for the independent creators, right? It makes you feel worse about what you're doing when someone that big yeah. is lying. But then, I mean, Bartlett's yeah, a bit but known he for doesn't, it, right? Yeah, he doesn't sound like a dickhead, though, because he said, he said after it, listen, it's a commercial business. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not saying, he's saying, like, I don't think what you're doing, I'm not saying what you're doing is wrong, but just own up to yeah. it. Yeah. Like, if you're paying people, you're paying people. So, okay. Mm. But, like, don't let all us other mugs think you're not and wonder why you're getting the biggest names in the industry, you know? It's like fitness people faking like, or saying they're not on steroids, isn't it? I saw something the other day, and it was James Smith, who was always kind of debunking stuff, and he was at a fitness convention. Like, with all, it was a bodybuilding show. And he was like, it's hilarious how everyone here, and then they've got all these supplement stands. It's like, None of those guys on stage are using these supplements. They're using the only thing that isn't being shown here, which is steroids. So it's like, these supplements make you look like this, but they're not using that. They're using something else. Mm. <laughs> so it's just, it's all a bit of a lie. and It can be a bit like, mm. Yeah. And I do know, like I had Ushin Mulligan on my podcast. So he's a good one to look at him up. He's got half a million followers, but it didn't actually get, it got okay for me. But like he's a real like he was on James Smith asked him to come and speak at his uh, conference and he was there. He said he's going to be on the main stage next year. He's got an interesting story. He wanted to commit suicide. He went absolutely viral on on Instagram overnight, blew up literally to half a million followers by just like he just said like he's on mine. So you listen to him like he says cunt every other word. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but he's a nice guy. He's a nice guy, though. He's a nice guy. Anyway, okay, I better get moving. And thanks so much for having me. Appreciate awesome, it. Thank, Thank you for coming on.